McGrath from Infamous 2. You're listening to Podcast Beyond. Users lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. PlayStation. Oh, what? <laughs> Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 190. The gang's back together. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Rudy 2D Fresh and Fruity Ryan Clements. I love that That's one. That's a good one, Thank right? you That's very much. That's a delicious IHOP dish Nom. if you're not familiar. Uh, he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Release the Kraken. And the Tech Tower, Scott Lowe. The Tech Tower. That's yeah, new. We're, we're, we're retiring the gear god. You're getting away from this gear stuff with your tech fetishes and whatnot. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Hi. I like it. Cool. Um, so tech, that's you. Yeah. All right. Tech Tower. When does Tech Fetish air so people could listen to that show if they didn't like Beyond? Uh, Fridays. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Friday. Yes. Lovely. We're your Friday, end of the week podcast. Friday. Well, that's Game Steam, I think. Whatever, whatever. Nobody wants to listen to Nate fun, talk fun, about tech. Fun, what fun. new curling iron got released? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I tell her I said that. Tell her yeah. I think she could just listen to it. Uh, she probably yeah. doesn't, though. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're all together. This is, we haven't, the is boys it? haven't been back together in a the while. It's been a long time. Ding. There's a song, huh? Ding. Yeah. It's uh, a good one. Let's start it mm. with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. What once was. <laughs> what <laughs> forever <laughs> once was. Time for some news. Number one. I remember these are from uh, No Taxation Himself over here, Colin Moriarty. God only knows the spin that we're going to put on this <laughs> And he's got a lot. 12 stories. A 13th broke when I went to check on something that we cannot do. We should not do what I, we were talking about earlier. But, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I, well, I didn't get a response. Really? I didn't get a response, oh, so okay. I don't want to jinx it. All right, fair enough. 13th one broke, and I think it, it's somewhat major. So we're going to start with number 13 okay. first. All right, let's um, do it. Sony has announced an investor's call. They are working on a new home console. Megaton PlayStation 4. Beyond! Beyond! Confirmed. <laughs> yes! I requested a top, Scott Lowe, and I, I saw that. you on the request, so you're yeah. all set. Yeah. Uh, no details were announced. No, no windows, no, no nothing windows like in. that. Just, hey, heads up. Is anyone actually surprised, something. though? No, of course not. Yeah. It's I the first confirmation, work, though. It's already yeah. working on PlayStation 5 a bit. That's how, this I, is, still, yeah. I, still say, I still say it won't come out until like 2014. That sounds somewhat reasonable. No, nah. probably be shown in E3 in 2013. We figured Cafe will come out. Uh, no. There's no reason for them to bring out another. PS, like, how much better can it possibly get? I'm not saying PS3 is perfect, but I mean just in uh, terms of graphical fidelity. Amazing. The security features. <sighs> Dynamite store. <laughs> I'm on that store all the time. I'm on the store pro- right now. On my phone. Uh, there's a PlayStation Network Store app yeah. that you download, and it lets you get trophies instantly. You buy them. Scott Lowe, that was, that was Mr. Tech. Yeah. When are we going to see <coughs> this system, you think? When, when will PlayStation 4, codename PlayStation 4? I'm going to bet 2013 at the earliest. You'll see it. Yeah. Like, see a picture yeah. of it. See Sony talk about it. 2014 at All the right, latest. So you're, you're in there yeah. with uh, Colin Verity. Yeah, I just don't – I mean, PS3 is doing well, – I mean, obviously there's a lot of problems right now with PlayStation Network, but in terms of yeah, hardware, I think PS3 is fine. I don't see – it's a Blu-ray player. Everyone's kind of yeah. getting interested in it. It's still selling fairly well, and there's a lot of games on the horizon. There are exclusive games you know, that we know of that are going to come out you know, next year, I assume, so yeah. I don't see why they would rush it. I think uh, Microsoft is going to be the de- big defining factor as to when they actually unveil because mm-hmm. I think they're going to wait to see what they do. Cause... But they don't want to be behind the ball again. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's what killed them with uh, 360. Yeah. Such a lead. Six hundred dollars. I hope yeah. it's a six hundred dollar console again. That would not be awesome. Sweet. So number one here on the Colin Moriarty endorsed 
Roper Report. Sony has announced that a selection of PSP games will be coming to the PS3 under the moniker PSP Remaster -er Series. Did I? Did I? No, you're no, right. Okay. I think it's a dumb name, Remaster. -er see, series. when you do these things, I don't know if I made the mistake no. or not. I, well, I usually, I'll usually point it out if, oh, okay. if you made a mistake or if I made a mistake. Ed Ridiculi. Yes. The first of these games has already been confirmed as Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker will be coming to PS3 soon. Unfortunately, Sony made the epic blunder in not including trophies in these remasters, pissing Podcast Beyond off in the process. Yeah. I thought uh, Monster Hunter 3rd or whatever uh, it was. Monster Hunter 3rd is the first official. This is when we first heard of the uh, remastered series, but that's a Japan-only release. Got it. Because they changed it. the name when they brought it over here. Got so it. So no, we're not sure if it's coming here. And then since then, Peace Walker has, I guess, leaked. Or been, it, did Konami yeah, I don't know if they Konami it? said anything about it. but well, It's funny because you put it, you know, it's already been confirmed. Oh, okay. Well, So that makes it sound like someone. Oh, okay. Well, I confirmed it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's all I uh, Heard it here first. Um, no, I, yeah, I, I thought maybe I misread the story, but yeah, I, I thought uh, there was a compelling rumor anyway. Okay. Um, but yeah, the tro the lack of trophies is ridiculous. What a what are they doing over there? You know, like they can't get an engineering intern or something to go into the game, and make some triggers in the, in in the code to like. It's, it I've a little big, big planet. It doesn't seem to be that hard. I'm not saying that like it's not difficult. I'm not, I'm not going to say that like it's not a pain in the ass. At like, levels is what I'm saying. It can't yeah. be it can't be that difficult to patch the game for trophies. It really I I, I refuse to believe that it's that difficult. You went yes immediately. What's that? You went yes when we talked about this story. Yeah, because it's just awesome. There's a bunch of PSP games that I would love to even see uh, with a little visual flair, yeah. a little update. Do you, so the little... you don't care about trophies? No. So it doesn't matter to you? doesn't matter to me at all. Okay. All, all, so all I know is that I'm getting uh, perhaps more refined network play. I'm getting better graphics. Yeah. I'm getting a controller that I can hold. Uh, it sounds good to me. Sign I love Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Sign me up for I love Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Yeah. It might be my favorite Metal Gear of all time. Right. But I, I'm not like super, oh my god, start from scratch. I, I put 100 you, hours in that you game. You don't have to. It's like, it, 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 They said that you can transfer your save back and forth. Where, where's the enjoyment in that? Why would I pay upwards of 40 to $50? I don't know. We have no idea how much these things cost, right? Yeah, whatever. I'm assuming they're not full price. Mm -hmm. Why would I want to shout that money out again? Uh, really just to, when you want to continue playing it, if you're playing it at home, yeah, and you're like, you know, I feel like playing some Peace Walker right now. Hop over to your TV, play it in, with better graphics on a bigger screen and a controller. And then if you want to take it on the go, you take that save file and you, you take it with you. just gives you a home option that looks a lot better. I mean, that, that look, it was a significant – I thought it was significant in that Monster Hunter trailer that we saw. Yeah, it looked It looked better. really good. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah you, can, you can hope for that. Well, hopefully it will be kind of like a sign of – what's to come, like, similar to what we've discussed in the past as far as, like, being able to take your game anywhere, whether it be on the NGP, the PSP, or on your, you know, home exactly. console, and have the save in the cloud somewhere. Yeah, imagine if you could buy a game. Say I buy... Tell me about it. Uh, Lay it on me. Metal Gear Solid uh, uh, Snake's Revenge. Is that a thing? Was that, was that ever a game? That wasn't... That, that, I just Solid. made that up, right? Wait, isn't Snake's Revenge... Two. Isn't Metal Gear 2 on NES called Snake's Revenge? Yes, or something? Is that it? wasn't oh, canon, well. right? That was the one that they just put out without yeah. Kojima wanting that to. So the one that came out in Japan was really Metal Gear 2. Metal that Gear, eventually came over here. Metal Gear Solid, colon, Song of the Departed. All right, that's, that, that's what the next one one's going to be called. Yeah, Show I just me your song! <laughs> Uh, Song of the Departed. You buy it once. It's like sixty bucks, right? And you can play it on your PS4, your NGP, uh, you know, whenever. Go back and forth. Uh -huh. oh, that'd be great. I would love to see that. Funny you write that. Um, Albert Franklin wrote in to Podcast Beyond <laughs> at the email address beyond at ign.com or uh -huh. conversational podcast. He says, 
with the announcement of PSP titles being remastered for the PS3, I think that Sony may have just doomed the NGP at launch. I never purchased the PSP, but I'm really interested in the best games like God of War, Metal Gear Solid, etc. Don't get me wrong, I am very excited to play these great games any way I can, but up to this point I had planned on picking up an NGP day one for this. Now that some of these titles have been remastered on the PS3, the NGP launch will hinge almost entirely on the new lineup. Did they shoot themselves in the foot? Podcast Beyond Roundtable. Scott Logo. I don't think it's shooting themselves in the foot at all. I think, you know, potentially they'll offer, you know, PSP titles, downloadable, um, you know, hopefully their entire catalog, as well as the whole new NGP lineup and, you know, to some degree, some of the cross-integration with the PS4 titles, or PS3 titles. Mm -hmm. Call Moriarty, shooting the foot? No, I think it's fine. I mean, I think it makes sense. I pretty much agree with what Scott said. I mean... To me, it's like I think they're kind of maybe testing the water a little bit. And yeah, like posturing themselves to yeah, seeing what seeing what happens if there's interest. Are you worried about did, the foot's being shot? No. Did El, does an Albert Franklin really write in with this question? He had a real name, but he wanted not to use it, so he said, "Call me Albert Franklin." Okay, got it. As everyone knows, Albert Franklin is an ongoing IGN joke for fake names. Okay, I use it when I prank phone call people. Got it. Okay. Um, Thomas wrote in on the subject as well to beyond.ign.com. He said, do you think there's still time for Sony to change its mind on trophies or are we never going to get Peace Walker, Patapon, or Dissidia trophies? I'm sure they're already set on their plan or whatever. I think it's possible. I don't know if it... I mean, the problem is that we're dealing with third-party stuff so far, right? So Kojima's never given a shit about trophies. Uh, Monster Hunter, what do they care? They, they, don't, they put their game out on the Wii. They don't know what they're doing. They're crazy. They got nothing. <laughs> So it's possible. I think somebody could possibly change. It. I hope so. I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm not going to pretend like I have the technical prowess to do it myself, but I just refuse to believe that it's that difficult to go into the game and put trophies in it. Like, so then, I, I, how hard could it possibly be? Then there must be another reason, right, that we just can't see. I think it's because it's a straight. It's the same reason probably why PS1 games don't have it. It's because it's a straight port. They're not even I, touching it. They're probably just upresing. But it. I think probably part of it is the fact that the PSP doesn't have trophies. So how do you deal with changing saves back and forth? And you know, most games aren't retroactive. If mm. you don't earn the trophy, you can't just upload a save to a PS3 most of the time and get all the trophies right. for the, what you did. You have to do it on the PS3. Although you know, you know the games that you can do that. With. Of course, no, because I, I cheat. I will <laughs> gladly cheat for trophies. Not anymore since the trophy armistice was signed. <laughs> Number two on the Roper Report: <laughs> Sony certainly screwed up the PR surrounding the PlayStation Network outage, but the actual deed hit them hard in the wallet. The company has revealed the loss of 171 million dollars due to the outage, a significant loss that forced them to revise their financial and earnings projections. Colin, once again, companies are it's not they. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got anything to say about that tech? Huh? Huh? Does that include the earthquake? I don't think it does. Right? Well, the earthquake. earthquake I don't, yeah, know, I don't know if that includes that, to be no. honest. Colin just drinks and writes down news. Yeah, just drive, I'm just yeah. drinking my, my bottle of gin at the, <laughs> my desk in the morning. <laughs> no, I, I, I... Maybe that's why you had a tummy ache. Uh, no, my stomach's been killing me for a few days. I don't know why. I feel yeah. like I'm gassy. I feel like I just need to let out a, a good belch. Don't do that in here. You oh, okay. yeah. Or a good fart. <laughs> whatever no, whatever, whatever hole it comes out of. I don't want any yeah. of those. Right. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. It's fine. Keep going. What? Read what's, what's on the news? <laughs> I, I want to know what you're going to say. Yeah, now. say it now. Now, you, now you've brought me up could, to the, Could your severe stomach pain have anything to do with how horribly you subject yourself to your diet sometimes? You do eat a lot of McDonald's? It's true. Although I, the, the stomach pain started on the night I made, I made steak. Rice and Brussels sprouts. Oh, Brussels okay. sprouts are so good. Steaks, they are pretty good. Red meat is can sometimes be a little rough on your stomach. Yes. But it, it, better than uh, fast food. I really think it's just – I honestly think it's just gas that's not going away for some reason. I don't know why. I, don't, I haven't eaten anything different. It's like stuck somewhere in the 
the bowels. Do we, do we have any doctors in the <laughs> listening audience? I was going to say, you know tech stuff. What is what's going on inside? Uh, there's probably a problem with the GVs and okay. the <laughs> Number three, in anticipation of Resistance Three, Insomniac is bundling Resistance Fall of Man and Resistance Two into one package, which will sell for forty bucks. No word on if Fall of Man will get its much-needed trophy patch, though you shouldn't hold your breath. Are you yeah. excited, Connor? Are you going to replay these games? Yeah, I think before I review the game later this year, I will certainly play them both again. Yeah, the, the, the three. The three you're reviewing. Yeah, review, before I review three, I'll, I'll definitely go back and play Fall Man and Resistance 2 again. Andrew Hardy wrote in. He said, how likely do you think it is that Resistance 1 will have trophy support in the upcoming bundle? I think it's possible. It I, is I, not possible. I, think it's po I don't think it's going to be on the disc, but I think it's possible Insomniac releases a patch. For the game. Oh, they certainly jumped on that patch so far, huh? Why didn't they do it when they released the Resistance 2, then? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, like, we've seen, you know, older games I mean, it, get their trophy patches. I mean, this would be much later than anything since it was a launch exactly, title. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't think that they're not in tune to the fact that people want a patch on that game and that it will get people to play it. So, you know, I, it would, I, it would, it would, I, I would, you know, it would definitely bring some eyes to the bundle, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not ruling it out completely. I don't think it's like a. Good chance. I just think it's a you know there's. Well, a and how difficult it is it really to add pat like you know add trophy to support to stuff. Naughty Dog did it pretty easy when they did it for Uncharted One back when trophies got announced. Yeah, and Super Stardust was uh, yeah the first game to get trophies, and that was. Seems an old like game. it's pretty easy. Does it recognize all the trophies you would have gotten if they were there present? You have to play no, it all over again. That yeah. is bullshit. Yeah, that's what you have to do at the same time. Um, have you talked yet on Beyond about the Resistance box art you love so much? No, we haven't talked about that. Yet. You talked about it last week on the uh -huh. show. But I did. I, but he did you, we, Colin, what's your take on it? Resistance fan. I think it's. One. I think it's terrible. Why? It looks great. I, I think I understand what they're trying to do. Uh, with the look, it looks like you know a sci-fi novel. It looks like a, you know an, an old novel based in the time in which Resistance takes place. But it, to me, it's just like it's not a compelling uh, piece of box art that people are going to pick the box up and off the shelf and be like, "What is?" It? I, I feel like this is going to make people. People ignore it, you know, and I, I, think, I don't think that's good for the franchise. Obviously, people that are aware of Resistance are going to buy it, and if they want to, but I don't think that's going to be like, look at this orange box art with redundant imagery on it that we're going to, you know. Yeah. Is, is my, it this, oh, go ahead. Is it the super plain one? Just to clarify, it's the one in yeah, the poster. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's cool. the orange uh, uh, Chimera skull. Okay. Um, here's my one concern: is that I'm pretty sure that wasn't there a study done that uh, cover art in general, whether it be book, movie, game. With characters on it, sells better than something like than a, know, a white Chimera skull. Well, well, yeah, than a white Chimera skull. I mean, that's why we saw the change. the The heavy rain box art when it came out, it had the awesome origami logo for its European release, I believe. Correct. Uh, and then when it came to the United States, it was sort of a black and white uh, composite of like all the characters standing in a row. Well, if you just think about movie posters, it's just a bunch of faces. Yeah, it's faces, yeah. it's characters. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Now, so at the same time, I wonder: Does this or this very bright orange box will that separate it from? I think it, it looks so different. It looks. It so does different look very different. Yeah. But but it's also a mega franchise, so like it really. It's also have to, Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that's what the other thing you see in studies is that games that are have a two on them sell better than a new new IP. So, I think a three would sell even better. I mean, to I me, it's, it's just cool, and I think it's eye grabbing, and I don't think there's many people who walk into the store just going, "What am I going to buy?" Today? Flipping a coin, chewing gum. Right. <laughs> no, I, I, that's case. fair. I mean, and and I will admit that you know, I I tweeted about it when I was in Virginia because uh, it came out, and I looked at it, and yeah. I was like, "This is bad." And most people, there were some people that didn't like it. There was most people that did like it. If you read the comments on the story, a lot of people liked the box art. So, I don't think it's quite the marketing blunder that I, I guess, I perceived it to be yeah. for on their on their part. But at the same time, the thing that actually annoyed me the most was there's got to be more to say in that game than New York City. 
You know, like Oklahoma. there's New York, there's New York imagery in the logo. So why is there New York imagery also in the Camara skull? It's just stupid. Yeah. Like there's got to be it, something it else to say. I know? appreciate them going there. Like I, I like that it's different. Like if only for the fact that it's different, because yeah. you know how many different uh, you know like bloody, disgusting. Box art covers can you I, see I, of like a chimera's head getting blown. Oh, you're off. leaning into it. Yeah. Uh, Clements is pushing the the tried yeah. true podcast beyond uh, tape measure game farther than <laughs> I think it's ever been pushed. What are we at now, Clements? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. That's still we're good. fine. We're fine. We're at. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. We're at seven feet right now. Oh, you didn't Ooh. mean to interrupt. You just wanted to show how bored you were with the conversation by yeah. first popping and locking and then extending this into my face. I, I've listened <laughs> to everything you said. I'm I just... sorry. I'm not making Sullivan. Oh. Colin oh. isn't. This this Ryan. makes me mild. Eighty six inches. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah. Tape You're supposed to put it at someone's face. I mean, when, when, when I first did it, I was I was doing it at Clements' face. So that's that's part of the game. Join us next week <laughs> for the meta game on how far we can get the tape measure. Number four, believe it or not, Duke Nukem Forever is done. 2K Games and Gearbox Software have announced that the game has gone gold. Industry jargon signaling the development is finished. Duke Nukem Forever is set to finally come out after over a decade of development on June 14th. Decade of development. Oh, that, well, over, well over. I like, I like uh, Pear's recent tweet. Our senior vice president, Pear Schneider, uh, tweeted. Well, I was just saying it for our, our readers. I'm, I wasn't trying to I don't think he'll appreciate you calling him senior, though. He's old. He's old It's in his title. Uh, he said that uh, none of his three children were alive when Duke Nukem Jesus. started, and I think one of them is, what, eight years old? Is I think ten. Oldest? I thought was the oldest. Ten. Yeah. I thought she was like eleven ten. or twelve. Yeah. No, maybe even. Yeah. Well, if, so, if she's eleven or twelve, she still wasn't alive when then the game started. Yeah. Being developed. Quite amazing. Quite incredible. Mm -hmm. Remarkable, even. Mm -hmm. Remarkable. Mm -hmm. Number five, in addition... Or, I'm sorry, that's wrong. Number five, in anticipation of The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, <laughs> which is set to release this November, Bethesda is priming a fifth anniversary edition of The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. It will come to PC, 360, and PlayStation 3, and include the Game of the Year edition of Oblivion, including DLC and the making of DVD. Most intriguing is its price point, $30, as well as the fact that it comes with... Ten dollar. I'm sorry. As well as the fact that it comes with a ten dollar off voucher when you go buy Skyrim. Nice. That's pretty awesome. That, Are they putting yeah. trophies on that? That's the thing. So that game doesn't have trophies either. So will they? Will they do it? When, when's it coming? I, out? Think, I didn't hear about this. I missed the story. I don't November. Know. It was in. The, it was in what I just read aloud. No, no, no. Skyrim comes out in November. Oh, this comes okay. out before that. I, I don't know the exact date. I'm better sorry. get on it. It's a long game. Uh, I think out of all the games that are coming out. Again, that don't have trophies, this is the one that will have the best chance of getting trophies. Is uh, is there anyone going to go back and replay any Oblivion before Skyrim I've never played out? it, so I'd actually pick this up. I will I, if they have trophies. I, I didn't. Uh, I, well, I played Oblivion a little bit, but not much. Yeah. But see, I think I just kind of want to go right into Skyrim yeah, and I can see it in it its right? updated, you know. That's my thing. I don't want to pick this one up and get burned out on that idea of that game and then pick it up. Exactly. And, uh, okay. Skyrim's totally right. Apparently, it's going to be the greatest game of all time, yeah, according we'll to... Uh, I, I saw well. it at Judges Week, and I was like, it looked good. Admittedly, wait. Can we talk about what we saw? Judges. Well, here's the thing about it. It was what Colin saw. Yeah, I saw it a long time ago. So that's, yeah. I don't. Think I think yeah, no. it's the same thing you, you saw. Right? I don't think you spoiled anything. No, you didn't. Okay. Say, you didn't say anything. Okay. Well, whatever. I've seen Skyrim. <laughs> Rage is also very compelling, right? I saw that at Comic Con, Ooh. and I was not compelled by it. No. Oh, what? It's beautiful. Yes, it's a beautiful game. Oh, and you walk crazy. up to people and they say, well, what do you think? Blah, blah, blah. And there's a moment of silence where your character says everything he thinks and they go, oh, okay, blah, 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 blah. What the hell? What is this garbage? You're nuts. Yeah. It's called... You're, you're nuts. I don't think uh, one Gordon Freeman ever spoke either. Yeah, and that game was really good though. Yeah, well, there you go. All right, we'll see how it turns out. You're, so you're saying this old is the next half-life. Old game is old. This is the next half-life is what you're saying. No, but I think that... You heard that, it here first. I think that method of storytelling still works when it's done right. Your character doesn't have to speak. 
you can feel towards other characters in the game. I agree, world. and I think that the way they are handling it in the little bit I saw wasn't correct. Got it. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Got I'm not it. saying that silent protagonists don't have anything going. Homefront, the guy didn't talk, and the only time I didn't realize he didn't talk is when I got blown off the bridge. Right. And they go, oh my god, is he okay? And I was like, Wait, I can't say I'm okay. <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> I'm fine. Keep pushing forward. Yeah. yeah, that was the one bummer about that was that like he had the radio hearing them. I was like, why don't you just tell yeah, me? Yeah, exactly. Right. right? Your I know character you... in Portal Two doesn't speak. And again, that, that one's great. The, that, the best it, dialogue that it, that in every game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's great. Number six. Resistance 3 pre-order perks have been revealed. For pre-ordering the game at various retailers, you will get an assortment of goodies exclusive to each store. GameStop seems to have the best perks available, according to Colin Moriarty. Pre-ordering there <laughs> yeah, will, definitely. I don't think there will be, about that. I'm sorry. Pre-ordering there will net you a replica Chimera Teeth necklace worn by Capelli in the game, as well as a multiplayer perk that catapults you immediately to level five. Yeah, I think I don't. The necklace is fine, but the, the necklace is stupid. Well, I mean that's that's, that's not why the, the I, level five the level five yeah. thing is pretty cool. I would wear it. I would wear. Mm -hmm. I like necklaces. Do you know what it looks like? No, is it ugly? It's pretty. Yes. Cor it's pretty corny. It's a it's oh. a brown piece of string with chimera teeth on it. I might wear that. You will not wear that. Yeah, I might you wear that. Not. You're too stylish. You've seen what else I wear. You I wear like stylish wearing, clothes. I, well, you I, wear like, yeah, I like also wearing. I'm gonna go goofy against things. Colin's recommendation here and say I like the Best Buy uh, Nathan Hale skin. Yeah, that's pretty cool too. Zombie that's. But I don't know. I just feel like love, getting catapulted to level five is gonna be a little. You know, yeah, probably more customization. That's fucking dumb. Wow. Yeah. I said you don't like the shortcuts. I hate. Gaming shortcuts about pre-orders, all that shit, it's the stupidest thing imaginable. I hate it. It bothers me. It just takes away from the hardworking people that are like, hey, I want to play the game. I want to like work my way up the ladder. When you, If like you got an RPG and it's like, you pre-ordered this RPG, your characters start off at level 20. Cool. Thanks, bro, for ruining the experience for me. But wow. if you were playing a game like Lunar or something, then every all the monsters will also be level 20. Yeah, well, that's also... I don't like scaling monsters in RPGs either. Yeah, me neither. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> well, that that's that's Ryan has something to say. We finished <laughs> off that uh, that segment. All right, good. Okay. You okay there, buddy? You didn't look very happy about my, uh, my venting. I was very happy with it. I was pruning out some stories on the Roper Report. What? What story? What story? I took out the NHL one. I took out the Dirt Three one, and I took out the Turtle Rock one. What? The Turtle Rock one? All right, NHL Two K Twelve doesn't exist. Done. Uh, next, Dirt, Dirt Three doesn't work because you can't use the VIP pass with the PSN. Done. Uh, and then number seven, publisher THQ is an deal with Turtle Rock Studios, the minds behind Left 4 Dead franchise. They expect the game to be completed for release in 2013, and will bring quote original groundbreaking multiplayer experience, end quote. How is that not a big deal? No that word game on might what come platforms it will come to, though PS3 gamers have reason to be hopeful since THQ seems to bring most of their stuff there. Well, I don't understand. That's not a big deal. That's a nope. huge deal. Scott, would you care about the story? Mm -mm. Yeah, the guys thanks. that made Left 4 Dead are making a game that will, that will probably be maybe, on PlayStation. Maybe. Not probably. Maybe. <laughs> All right. And it's not Ooh, Left 4 Dead, so do I care. There's some tension yeah. in the room. Yeah. <sighs> Goodness, Colin looks like green, he's about They're putting up a green curtain outside. Pop a gasket room. over there. Not from the gas, either. <laughs> I believe that's commonly referred to as a green screen. What are they going to do green screen? Uh, Us. End of the Beyond Room. Oh, my gosh. That's not a green screen, is it? You can see it. Movie room. magic is happening here. Interesting. Yeah. Do you believe in magic? In a young girl's heart. I music can free her. Whenever it starts and it's magic. Woo! Remember Oz? He sang that American pop. Oh, yeah. That's right. All right. Let's get done with this. Number eight, the long-in-development PlayStation 3 exclusive Agent is still in development. Publisher two, Take-Two has confirmed that Rockstar North is still working on the game Mired? Mired? Mired, Mired. in the 70s espionage. Mired in 70s espionage. Okay, okay. 
Jeez. Wow, somebody's going cranky. I don't like the Ooh. Turtle Beach story, huh? Don't show more you make it sound like Spongebob. You make it sound like Turtle Studios. I make it sound like I can't pronounce words. Everybody knows that. I got to a word I, didn't, I couldn't pronounce, and I, I admitted it. I'm yep. Greg Miller. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Unfortunately, there's no word on when we can expect the game to come out. Number nine. Yes. If you're one of our listeners who doesn't, for some reason, already own a PS3, Sony has released a new PS3 bundle that might intrigue you. For $300, you can purchase a 160-gigabyte PS3 console nice. with Call of Duty Black Ops thrown in, nice. including its First Strike Content Pack DLC. Nice. So basically, you get the game and the DLC free of charge. Nice. Yeah, they did that with Killzone. I think it's an interesting deal. Yeah. Too bad Black Ops is for babies oh, that like baby snap. games. Oh, they suck man. their baby thumbs and their baby milk. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Lowe. Yeah. I have a question for you. <laughs> Lay it on me. Ben Rodarian. Okay. He did the quick fire questions. For the guest, he says, is anyone excited for Modern Warfare 3? I know I'm sure not. I am intrigued, but not excited. You were big into the Modern Warfare. I was a huge fan of Call of Duty 4. Uh-huh. I was severely disappointed by Modern Warfare 2. I hated Black Ops. And uh, what about I'm, World at War? Uh, I was okay with it. I was okay with it. I wasn't thrilled, though. Colin isn't thrilled with that answer. That's why. Uh, Modern Warfare about. 2, like, or <laughs> Modern Warfare 2, Infinity Ward, in my opinion, was drunk on their on their success, and they just, like, went crazy. And then Treyarch, who, of course, stands on Infinity Ward's shoulders repeatedly, um, came along and built a co- upon that chaos with more chaos. So that's why I hated Black Ops. Can I tell you something that might, that might shock you? Yeah, go ahead. I'm really excited about Modern Warfare 3. Why is that? Everything I've seen about it so far, I'm like, I'm totally, I'm totally jazzed. Are you into the story? Yeah, the story like, looks, yeah. Like I love the, I, I love the at the end of that trailer where they, well, they have like the three, and then it's like you know, World America, the, yeah, and then it's like it says WW three, and then they turn it over and it says MW three. Yeah, I'm like, this is all, this is totally uh, college game. <laughs> I love it. I'm psyched for the scenario. Like I, think, I, think, I like the idea of being in Britain and being in yeah. New York. I like, I like it when I can. When I know where I am and I can relate to those, that's when I like I like a setting and I like being. That's why I yeah. like Homefront so much. I didn't right? dislike the story of two, Modern Warfare two. I just thought it was like the pacing was terrible. It was, it was just yeah. like super fast. You had no idea what was going on. It was hard to follow. Like I mean, the premise was kind of ludicrous, but like I'm kind of interested in the results of that you know premise now with Modern Warfare three. I think the world conflict could be pretty awesome if they didn't just make it like a Michael Bay film. Yeah. Michael Bay. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, from just I, I you know I like the setting. Setting's really important to me. And, you know, even though I'm from New York, seeing New York under, you know, see, seeing like the tattered American flag on Wall Street and all yeah. the soldiers like running by, that's a really cool, that's uh, cool. really yeah. cool imagery. I agree. And then rounding out the Roper Report, number 10. After leaving Capcom, Mega Man creator Kenji Inafune <laughs> has been under the radar, <laughs> but now we know that he's working on a PS3 exclusive RPG as well as a social game. Both are reportedly set for release in Japan by the end of this year. Unfortunately, there's little information otherwise available on the nature of these games or the studio he either started or is working for. I assume he's working for someone because it seems like a quick turnaround to get a game out by the end of the year since he just left Capcom not too long ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. But I I, I was expecting to find him. I honestly expected KG to land somewhere like Bethesda or something like that or Bioware or something like ridiculous. Like it seems like those companies are the companies he really like likes. Well, that's where Mikami went is Bethesda, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, just for that one game, I don't yeah. know if he's like, but yeah, it just seemed to make like he seems to have a, an affinity for Western development, and those guys are really define Western development, in my opinion. So, Ryan Clements, 
Yes. The Roper Report is done. Sounds good. I'm going to throw a curveball here on Podcast Beyond. Mark I the time. I don't know if I'm ready. Mark the time. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you notice there, Cole McGrath introed the show. Cole McGrath from Infamous 2. He's got electrical superpowers, and he is played this time around by a young man named Eric Layden. And he was nice enough to join me for an interview all about Infamous 2. What do you think of that, Colin? That's great. Here it is. Woo! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with Eric Layden, the voice of Cole in Infamous 2. Eric, how are you? I'm doing fabulous, Greg. Thank you very much. Eric, uh, a lot of people haven't picked up Infamous 2 yet since it's not out. So where would people know you from? Well, people uh, probably know me uh, from the video game world. They know me from Left 4 Dead 2. You're Ellis, right? Uh, I, I play the role of Ellis. That's correct. Dynamite job. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, it, was a, it was a really, really fun time and, a, and a, a, just an awesome character to, to play. And uh, from the TV world, they know me from, uh, right now, the show The Killing on AMC, uh, Mad Men, Big Love, and uh, HBO's Generation Kill. Awesome. Now, uh, The Killing, I hear nothing but good things about. How's that going? You enjoying that one? Having a ball. Having a ball, man. We finished shooting about a month ago up in Vancouver, and uh, now I'm back in L.A. and uh, glad to be in the sun. That's for sure. <laughs> I bet. I bet. All right. So, Infamous 2, tell me, how did you get involved with it? Well, I um, through my voiceover agents, um, they they sent me the appointment, and I went and met with um, with some of the developers from Sucker Punch. And um, we discussed the character, and you know, uh, I met when I met with them. I actually uh, some of the other actors who are, are playing the uh, are playing some of the other characters were there as well, and we did sort of a chemistry read as well as some um, some motion capture work. Uh, not in a motion capture studio, but because we were going to be doing motion capture this go around for Infamous Two, they wanted to make sure uh, you know the physicality was there, and. Um, and, you know, after that, uh, we were, it just seemed like a good match. I guess they, they, they thought I could uh, take this on. Now, are you a gamer? Had you played the first game? I, you know, I hadn't played the first game until I met with them. And then right after I met with them, I got the first game, and I played it straight through and loved it. Nice. Um, I played other games. I just hadn't played Infamous before, um, uh, which I think actually – was a benefit to me, uh, not only attacking Infamous 2 from an acting standpoint, but also just uh, going in there, I went in with a really, uh, going in there, I went in with a really, head without any sort of, you know, preconceived notions on uh, who, it, you know, what it had already entailed and yeah. what was already brought to the game. So now you're coming in, you know, on a, on, a, on the heels of a successful first one, doing the sequel, and then you go and play the original. Did you find yourself? I mean, obviously they they change voices for the main characters. Or did you find yourself trying to be like more Cole, or did you just keep doing your own thing? How did you approach the character? Well, no, I, I had to, you know, I, I, when I played the game, I really. I looked at it from a more of a technical standpoint. I really wanted to learn the world, learn Cole, uh, learn what he was about as far as uh, powers, as far as character was concerned, as far as story was concerned, his relationship with Zeke, his relationship uh, with the world and other characters around the world, um, and then his relationship with himself. I didn't, I, I couldn't focus too much on the other actor who played him. Um, you know, that was just going to be, that would probably be, you know, counterproductive. Yeah, totally. Um, 
So, you know, I had to um, I had to kind of focus on other things so that I knew that once I got into this, I could uh, be confident with the choices I was going to make. Speaking of your choices now, I'm sure you've listened to Beyond a hundred times here, Eric, but we're the conversational podcast. Uh, my IGN user, mferguson15, wrote in, he wanted to know what drew you to the character of Cole. I mean, why, why did you want to play him? Why did I want to play Cole? Yeah, what drew you to that character? I mean, why is, char- you know, why is Cole interesting enough that you'd want to put so much time into it? Well, I mean, come on, man. He's a superhero. <laughs> um, you're, you're a guy. I mean, wouldn't you want to play Cole? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's every it's every guy's dream, right? I mean, it's it's like, um, you know, to play a superhero. I mean, that's kind of the general. That's the that's the surfacey answer. Um, but really, when you kind of boil it down, he's he's such an interesting character in the sense that he's he's a normal guy that's just these these superpowers have just kind of been thrust upon him. Um, he didn't ask for them, um, and now he's having to learn to live with them and all the things that they've, you know, that they've kind of burdened him with, um, good and bad. And so, you know, it, it adds quite a bit of depth, uh, to him and to his, you know, to his psyche and, uh, and obviously to all the relationships around him. So, you know, there, there's, a, there's a lot to Cole and, um, and, you know, I spent a lot of time with Dr. Punch you know, talking to them about this character. Um, we had a lot of meetings before we even started shooting, recording, any of it, just discussing the character and the story. And um, and so, you know, that made it very interesting for me. As an actor, how do you tackle a game like Infamous? You figure you can you can be good or you can be bad. So there's like this duality and there's different relationships. And was it hard to keep it all straight or did you just play it, you know, straight through one way? Um, as a player, are you talking about when I played it or as we as we shot the game? As you're shooting it, are you like you know doing one scene where you're you know choosing Quo, or are you doing the other? Or are you doing back to back where you're choosing Nix, or how did that all work out? Yes. Um, so essentially, what we would do is we would. Um, in the motion capture sessions, um, we would shoot a scene, and then we would shoot leading up to the, the decision making, and then we would shoot. Um, me, then we would decide, you know, what we were going to shoot first, and maybe we would decide shooting, uh, choosing Nick, and then we would decide, you know, shoot de- deciding Quo, and um, and it basically, um, you know, you just have to in your head. Before that day came, you know, I had I had all my pre-work done, so, you know, which had justifications for each. So, um, you know, before I shot Quo's uh, decision, um, you know, I knew which place I was coming from. And then before I shot Nix's decision, I was coming from a different place, but I knew where I was coming from. So in my head, I had justified why both of those made sense to me. And so that's how, you know, that's how in my head I can make it work. So now for the podcast listeners out there, can you walk through exactly how shooting works for you? You, you put on the ping pong ball suit and then you're recorded in the same day or how does that work? It does. Um, it, you know, it depends on the game. Um, it's, it's, it's a little different for every game. Um, the way we did it for Infamous 2 is we would do – you know, three, sometimes four-day sessions, uh, motion capture sessions. So what we would do is we would come the first day and um, we would take the scenes that we were going to shoot over the next three, four days. Sometimes it would be, you know, roughly four or five different scenes in the game. Um, 
and we would rehearse. We would rehearse for, you know, eight, nine hours uh, for that first day. Wouldn't even put on the suits. And, uh, and in the next two days, we would shoot. Um, and that really allowed us that first day to just kind of dig into the scenes, really understand where we were coming from, um, work with the other actors, so that those next days when we got, to, got there, we were, you know, everybody was off book. We were ready to go. Um, we knew where we were coming from, and everybody had that day to kind of go home and, and prepare the way that they wanted to prepare. Um, so, yeah, the next days we would, we would come. We'd throw on the, uh, as you call it, ping pong ball suits, and, uh, and we'd kind of get into it. And, um, you know, everybody kind of has their own methods. I throw on, throw on my iPod and, uh, and listen to some music and, uh, and get geared up, and then we, um, we kind of get after it. Nice. Uh, another my IGN reader here, the Ish seventy nine. He writes in and said, uh, "How does it feel to have, or how does it feel to hear your voice come out of an evil dude?" <laughs> um, well, I, I, I like it very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I have a tendency to play evil dudes quite a bit. Um, what does so, that say about you, Eric? You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I guess it says that somewhere deep down inside, I have some evil rooted issues that I have to take care of. I guess. Um, yeah, I've got. I, I play a lot of uh, evil, evil people. Um, but uh, those are the fun ones to play. Those are the ones that uh, you know. That, that that's the fun stuff. So uh, I, I love it. It's a lot of fun, and especially when you know you're in a in a in a world. Uh, in the in the video game world, where you get to do so much more and you get powers and such. Great. Um. So, what's your final question? What What do you want your final question to be, Eric? What do I want my final question to be? Yeah, I like I like to put it on you. That way, if the interview sucked, now it's your fault. People will walk away thinking you screwed <laughs> up. No. Uh, what What do you want people to know? What What do you want to say to the people who are going to be playing I, this game? I soon? like that. I like that. So, Eric, what do you want your final question to be? It's all on you. All right. Um, people asked how it was to work on the game and um, all the time, and I would just say that uh, this this company, you know, Sucker Punch Sony, have been incredible to work with. They've done so much to make this game. Um, really, really special. They've improved upon all the things that everyone loved about the first game. They've improved upon to make this next game um, really special and, um, and and better than you know anything that they've done in the past. So I think that the Infamous fans are really going to be blown away uh, in a few weeks when they pick up their copy of uh, Infamous 2. So I hope they're as excited as, uh, as we all are. Great, Eric. Uh, you've been on Podcast Beyond. As a tradition, before you go, you have to say beyond. I have to say beyond? Yeah. In a sentence or just the word? No, it's just our catchphrase. Oh, my God, that Eric Lady. What a great guy, huh? I, like I have way more Twitter fo- I mean, like, millions more Twitter followers than him. Millions. And I said that I would make him famous, so everyone should follow Eric Layden. But I'm not going to tell you how to follow him because I forgot to write down his name. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, just go, you know, Google Eric Layden Twitter, and Eric, there it is. You're lucky you just left the room. You got, know, right? no. you got to Google it. You got to Google it. Colin, yes. if I didn't want to Google what games came out this week, yeah. where could I go to find out what games came out this week? We haven't done this in forever. You go to the official shake IGN, most upcoming PlayStation software on all their platforms by the IGN. Shake off, shake off, shake off the rust. Murder homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always do something nice and you go and ruin it. That's because we're yin and yang. Yes, that's true. You're fit, I'm fat. 
You're nice. I'm mean. I, I you still, have blonde hair. I have brown hair. Yeah. That, that one isn't so much an opposite. You have two arms. I have four. <laughs> <laughs> That's the opposite. The opposite of two arms is four. <laughs> uh, um, so nothing on PS2. Nothing on PS2. Uh, Dirt 3 came out this week. There it is. Uh, Can't play it online, I heard in the Roper Report. Yeah, well, no, we didn't. We barely heard <laughs> in the Roper Report. Uh, it goes to stand. People know that already. I, you get it, people. If the, if it comes with one of these dumb online passes, the store isn't working. You can't redeem that code. You're effed in the beat. It makes sense to me, but I would have never thought of that, to be yeah. honest. Uh, uh, FYI, uh, yeah. Pizza Eichmann's, uh our own in-house temporary uh, associate editor, says Dirt 3 is really good. So There you uh, go. You heard it from Peter Vankman. Uh, also, Kung Fu Panda 2, which I started last night. Oh, yeah? You almost done with it? It's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. How I don't, bad? I don't, it's pretty bad. Have we reviewed it yet? I don't know if we even are. All right. Review. Oh, we are reviewing it. Oh, it's we coming are? up okay. today. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to review it. You yep. spoiled it. Uh, maybe she – who is Nicole reviewing Yeah, Nicole's doing it. I can't imagine that it's, it's going to get a good score. Maybe it will. I love looking at Nicole's, like, review history. Kung Fu Panda – iPad, God of War goes to Sparta. <laughs> she gets saddled all these games, but she loves like hardcore God of War games. Amazing. Uh, and the game of the year that I alluded to earlier. Here we go. Naughty Bear Gold Edition. <laughs> Surprisingly, they haven't sent that to me did yet. Did they fix anything? They I put, imagine they probably did. It'd be rad if it was totally awesome. You know, that, the, I, I still say the premise of that game uh, was awesome. I, and yeah, I, and I, I, I actually had a lot of fun with it. It, 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 it ran mark, at five frames a second, but... Mark Me Down is a big... Ugh. All right. All right. Well, okay. uh, we'll do that. So cruel, man. Shrug of the shoulders. Come yeah. on. That game, that game had an awesome pre like premise. That's a totally unique game. Yeah. I didn't Comple think the, completely unique. I game. didn't think the premise was that awesome. Ryan Clements. Really? Yes. What came to the store this week? Um, let me check. Hold on. Let me load up my microbots. And my Microbots. Decepticons, nothing. Oh, yeah. Store's still down. Store's <laughs> yeah. not working. Um, Scotty Love. What's up? You know things about the Apple people. Yeah. How long does it take to get an app approved? Uh, depending on, you know, who you are. Like, uh, <laughs> like I mean, yeah, I'm like, a normal, I'm Joe Schmo, and I'm making, I'm, I'm, I'm making games. I mean, then you're just sort of at the whim of the queue. Okay. Which, um, but, you know, I've heard anywhere from, like, two weeks to, like, two months. Um gotcha. But obviously, bigger publishers actually have set dates to to, to release stuff. Um, but why do you ask? What's because the... yesterday a little app came out called PSN Status. Okay. And it just tells you if it's online or if it's offline. Okay. And it's it's one of those. Sadly, they missed their boat. They had like the, you know the two weeks, three weeks of no PSN. Yeah. When they really wanted it out, kind of like our article. Yeah. But it took so long. But it's out there now. PSN Status. It's free. It's a cute little app. I'm sure one day it'll matter. All right. But it doesn't. It, it doesn't. You know. It doesn't. Delineate. It doesn't say store. It doesn't say anything. Is the PSN yeah. working? It's working. Yes. Um, it says it's working right now. It is. It's technically not, though. I mean, yeah, it is. You can play games. You can play. message. You can get your trophy synced. That's all I want. You just can't buy stuff. I can't exactly. buy games. Then uh, how am I supposed to play games to online? Well, that's why I'm saying it doesn't have uh, enough <laughs> tabs on there to tell me everything. Yep. Scott Lowe. What's up? Uh, not a lot of stuff coming out digitally for us to buy. But yeah. if I wanted to buy a phone... That could play games. You could do that today. Where could I go in to find United out about States. that? Well, you could also buy it in Europe like uh, two months ago, but now you could buy it in the United States. What's it called? It's called the Xperia Play. Tell me all about it. It's essentially the PlayStation phone that everybody's wanted all this time. Uh, do we really want it? A lot of people wanted yeah. it. No, <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, maybe not us in this room, but gamers awesome. since the you know initiation of or you know the, the beginning of the PSP have been you know clamoring for a PlayStation uh -huh. phone. All right, pass this bitch around. All right, so uh, what we have here is the uh, Sony Xperia. It looks like a PSP Go, play. kind of. It looks like an N gauge. It's got a sliding. It's got, it's the got sliding. a slider. Yeah, yeah. 
Touchscreens. It, it actually looks exactly like, the, uh, a lot like. You know, the, the, the back's a little wider. Uh, it's got more kind of like a grip on the back. You've got shoulder buttons. You've got a set of, uh, you know, PlayStation quality D-pad. You've got two uh, touch-enabled analog sticks, so you can get left and right. Uh, and you can have, it has a full set of action buttons, so like square, triangle, X, you know, gotcha. all that. And It uh, will connect to the store at some point, or does it already do that? Uh, so right now what you have is basically a, a Sony Ericsson, like, game browser. And you get games through the Android marketplace, but presumably there will be an official PlayStation like digital distribution service, so you can get PlayStation Classics. It comes preloaded with Crash Bandicoot, which is the only PlayStation One uh, classic that uh, comes uh, pre-installed. Age of Zombies is on here, good mini. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of title. There's a lot of like um, Android titles that have been able to like you know been uh, to access the controls, so you get stuff like Asphalt Six and stuff like that. Uh, so basically, you could play a lot of the Android games you love. Um, with an actual set of like uh, you know D pads or analogs um, or D pad and action buttons. So um, yeah, it releases today in the United States. It's been uh, let's see, it was announced in February. It's been coming a long time. It's not working. Yeah. Nothing's happening. I'm and pressing then... the D pad. Nothing's happening. <laughs> <laughs> just, just mash. But uh, this game's dumb. It was released in the UK, actually. Uh, I think a little over a month ago, if, if actually maybe closer to two. Um, and our UK guys reviewed it. But now we've got it in the United States. Um, it costs one ninety nine on contract with Verizon. This is the first Sony Ericsson device to be back on Verizon in like ten years. Didn't know that. Apparently, that's a big deal. Um, what do you think of it? I think it's. I, I, you know, I, I say this in, in my review, which you'll be able to access and read soon. On gear.ign.com? Yes, that's correct. Gear.ign.com. That's where you'll be able to see the review eventually. Um, I don't have an exact time on that yet. But uh, so basically what I say is that it, it essentially has the 3DS disorder. It's like a interesting platform with mean? kind of underwhelming hardware ah, okay. with, you know, if, if there's some actually good games released for it, it could be awesome. It could actually become like the replacement for the PSP Go because it has the power to support pretty much all PlayStation titles. But not NGP. PlayStation uh, NG PSP titles, right? Yeah, that's right. I'm yeah. playing the, press, uh, the Crash Bandicoots. How is yeah. it? Is it good? Yeah, it's pretty mind-blowing. taking mind you back to the PS1? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Takes you Come back. on, Crash. So in Europe, they have Siphon Filter, which... Uh, that's a better game. And, and there's like, so, like a collection of other PS1 classics, but so far I've not yet... I've been, been yet to find like uh, actual... Uh, uh, more than just simply Crash Bandicoot available. Mm. When, when will they revive Siphon Filter properly? I've been asking myself that question for they, some time. Uh, well, you, I don't want to ruin the PSP game. You should all play Logan's Shadow, which is also a PS2 game. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember and, we had like 8,000, we had like half the copies in the world in the office. We did have a lot of uh, Logan's Shadow <laughs> copies uh, for a while. Oh, I died. It, 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 it's a, it got a definitive after the credits kind of thing. Well, not really definitive. It's cliffhanger. I don't know if they're ever going to come back to it. Every time I bug somebody about it, they tell me that the worst happened. So, mm. who knows? So, Xperia Play. Yeah. So it's the first... You going to buy the damn thing? No. Should I buy but it? Should I buy it? No. No. So the thing is, is... Um you know, it's part of Sony's larger PlayStation certified program. And they've already announced, like, tablets that will support it as well. Uh, and... Basically, they're just trying to expand into the smartphone and tablet side of things, and you know, make uh, Apple stop drinking their milkshake. So, gotcha. Um, Get out of my milkshake. <laughs> but I, you know, the they problem is, is you know, we're reviewing it now, and and I, I have a feeling they're going to talk more about PlayStation certified ID three, um, and what titles they're bringing that way. Uh, but right now, it's just like you've got nothing really to work. There's over 60 titles, but they're like. You know, they're all either Android-based or, you know, like, you know, kind of not – nothing really kind of landmark. There's no, like, killer app for it yet. Gotcha. So it's a cool little phone. It has, like, great battery life, much better than my iPhone 4. Um, 
I like, you know, the slider design, although it's a little thicker than most. And the controls feel awesome. Like, and they're pretty responsive on, on games. So if you're not big on touch gaming, like, and you really love to play games on the go on your phone, then check it out. Cool. Sometimes I just want to rip Scalo's shirt off. Wow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why? Time. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we all want it. Yeah. See the I mean, majesty underneath. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a word for it. You love uh, buying crappy non-iPhone 4s. Are you going to buy this thing? No. Okay. No. Are you, uh, what kind of phone do you use? Pompery. Pompery? Uh, I'm waiting for this to see what they do with it. Well, HP beer and stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Scotty, look, let's go off on a tangent real quick. Okay. I'm up? probably going to get the next version of the iPhone. Yes. Do you think, do you like, could you guess that would be this year? Do I have more time until next year? So you year? can actually listen all about that on the Tech Fetish podcast that Ooh. I host every week. Because they talk about the same so, thing every week. Yeah, we talk about the iPhone every week. week. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, you don't have to tell me now. No, 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 I'm kidding. Uh, but no, if you're really into hearing more about that stuff, obviously listen to the Tech Podcast. But uh, specifically in regards to that, you know, from by all indications, it seems like September is is the the golden month for the iPhone five. Sh- sh- or should I just wait for the iPhone six? <laughs> what phone do you have now? Three uh, GS. Get the iPhone five. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it would be a pretty big step for me because the it, iPhone yeah. four was already a pretty big step yeah. up from the three GS. I mean, the 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 buzz is, is that the iPhone five is going to be the massive update, whereas the iPhone or iPhone six rather. Whereas the iPhone 5 is going to be more like an iteration of the iPhone 4, like better cameras, bigger screen, right. faster processors. That's, what, that's why I'm wondering, should I just wait for 6 then? Is that the type of thing that would bother you, though? Well, that bothers me a little Another bit. year of a crappy phone? I don't have a crappy phone, though. My phone's great. It's oh, just, then. you know, I just kind of want... Another I, year of having $400 The funny, the funny thing is, is that I, I, I really just want it for the two fa- uh, you know, the forward-facing cameras. So you can FaceTime? Uh, FaceTime and also... Take pictures of yourself? Um, I take some adorable Fertilla pictures with the face front camera. Yeah. Well, and also just to uh, have a better camera because the 3GS camera is just doesn't really it's cut it. It's not great, it. yeah. I, I t- like, you know, I, I don't carry around like a regular camera because exactly. the iPhone 4 is pretty decent. Yeah, it's, yeah. Real, it's actually really nice and it takes really nice video too. Yeah. 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 HD. 720. <laughs> All right, make the jump, I say. iPhone 5, do it. Yeah, yeah do so. Pull the trigger. But what about 6? If you really want what, to buy What if buy they're the like, system. the iPhone 6 uses holograms? And I don't want that phone. And if you have questions like that, and you want to hear them discuss on the Tech Fetish podcast, you can email techfetish at IGN.com. Look at you. But of course you won't. Because you, all you listen to is Beyond. Beyond at IGN.com. I was just segueing. Right, fine. F up. You can, you can go to your show. Everybody should listen to every IGN podcast. How about them Koopalings, All huh? 36 of them. Yeah, How about them. IGN Unlocked? Podcast online. Yeah, I know. I just... What is your stance on Rich George's use of the term Koopalings for his listeners? I think it's kind of disgusting. Well, Jack invented it. Oh, really? Yeah. So well, he, he's that. embraced it, though. Yeah, of course he has. Yeah. I think it's great. Hey, he's like your stepdad. Rich like George to, comes yeah. in, he's like, oh, hey, kids. I know, I know your real dad's gone. He drank himself to death. But I'm, I'm here to be your cool friend. Let's toss around the foosball. <laughs> toss around the foosball? <laughs> like stepdad's dad. Step, step. <laughs> he's got the little ball. He's looking for the foosball table. Why are we Come actually on, playing son. foosball? <laughs> it got in my eye. Uh, no, Rich George is great. I love him. Yeah. Well, by the way, while I get my moment to, to discuss something. Oh, sure. Yeah, I forgot. Colin has something to say. Here's a new segment. Colin, Colin has something, has something to, say. to say. This is important. All right. This is not as important. But this is pretty is important. This as important as the Islander Stadium? <laughs> no, no. This is different. So last week, Greg and I were both gone. Yeah. And Clements did the show. Okay. And it knocked it out of the park. Yeah. From all, from most of the emails we got, it was a, uh, it was. I would say 90, 99.9. Yeah, 99.9% of the emails. Excellent so everybody job. had fun. Thank um, you. 
So when I was gone, I was in Virginia, and I was there because my brother was getting uh, his PhD. My brother-in-law, right? And parapsychology? Uh, no, in uh, it's uh, administrative education. He's a oh, vice principal. Um, so I was with my mom. My, now my my mom listens to podcasts beyond believe it or not. What? And no way. Yeah, she does every week. And Are you serious? Yeah. So there's there's a, f- a couple interesting threads I wanted to bring up real quick. The first is that I went to my mom. My mom's like in academia. Okay. She's like. Um, you know, a scholar or whatever. Right. And she works at a university as, like, an advisor. I think she, right now she's working uh, on, like, a curriculum advisor or something like that. Okay. And so she's leaving that job. And so I went to um, I went to have lunch with her and a few of her friends from there, uh, Dr. Nick Califatis and Bob Sims, their names were. Ooh. Now, here's the weird thing about this yeah. is that we went we had a great time. These are fine southern gentlemen. And uh, they're talking to me about my job. And then uh, – Dr. Califatis is like, what was that game where Dr. Wiley was the bad guy in it? He did not. Yes, say he this. did. And I'm like, are you? I like literally stopped eating. I'm like, are you kidding me? And he's like, he's like Mega Man. That was the game, right? And I'm like, he's like, my kids used to play that. You fight Dr. Wiley at the end of something. Like that. I'm like, are you kidding me? And we, we were talking. I'm like, that's one of my. That's fa- like my favorite series where we started going back and forth. They gave him all sorts of tips on how because he, he's like, can you play those games today? And I'm like, yeah, you can play them on Wii or you can you can buy it on PlayStation Network whenever that comes back, um, <laughs> etc. And so on. So I thought that was an interesting story. That's awesome. Um, and those were cool guys. But then my mom told me something that distressed her. Um, uh, so well, your mom told you something. Yeah, that told me something her. that distressed her. Oh, I see what you're saying. Now I'm caught up. And. It's that – so I, we talked about – when we did episode 188 on Saturday night. Yeah. Well, if you, I, I, we were talking about Northeastern University. Oh, uh, exactly. We were talking about Northeastern University. Now, now, that's my alma mater. My mom also went there. My mom got her master's degree there, and she worked there as well. Um, and she was distressed that I kind of wrote off Northeastern as being – like I said something like who went there or something like that. You know, like so – and I was kind of – Because you you're on the notable alum Wikipedia. Yeah, exactly. And it was a joke. But it didn't come off as a joke. My mom was like really insulted about it. Yeah. Because – so I wanted to just say, you know, Northeastern is actually a great school. I looked it up. It's ranked 69th in the country. So it's it's very good. Um, and even though it's $50,000 a year, <laughs> a heinous amount of money, it was a great school. And I wanted to say, I'm sorry, mom. I know you, you, when you worked there, I went there and I didn't have to pay tuition, so I appreciate that. Uh, but I still have $13,000 per year of debt in uh, living expenses. Um, so I just want to apologize to my mom for that because my mom listened to the show. I think she was a little insulted about that. Northeastern's a fine school. I, wrote, I, I didn't mean to write it off so quickly. I enjoyed my time there, and it's obviously a great school. I just didn't think about what I was saying. Gotcha. Since we're on the topic of apologies, mm. I, I want to rewind a little bit to early in the podcast when I said that Treyarch stands on the shoulders of Infinity Ward. I, I know, like, in retrospect, that that would probably get me a lot of shit. And, and, it's, and it's a crass statement because I think, I think they do some good things themselves. And, you know, I just want to clear the air there. I don't, I don't nice. think they have any, you know, they've, they've contributed to the series. I think that it's, uh, you know, a worthwhile experience. Who do you got to apologize well, now to? That, now, that, now that we're all talking <laughs> about this stuff, Greg, I have to apologize to you. Okay. Uh, I kidnapped Portillo earlier this morning. Okay. And he's now tied to railroad tracks. Oh, mm. the muni tracks? Because the he'll tracks. never get there. He's, he's, he's fine. He's got nothing to worry about. <laughs> what do you have to apologize about, Greg? Nothing. Per Schneider, you're old. Deal with it. Oh, okay. I see you get wheeled to work every day in an iron lung. <laughs> 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 they put you in your wheelchair. They put you in the elevator. So, so yeah, that's all. That's yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I wanted to say. My mom's a, a big fan of our podcast. I didn't mean to... 
insult my alma mater and our alma mater, yeah. our alma mater in any way. It's a fine school. It's actually ranked 30 spots higher than Mizzou. I looked. Don't Sorry. believe that for a second. Uh, and uh, where is University of Rochester on that list? Oh, we can look. It's easy enough to look. All right. Let's I look know, where it is up. this coming from? What, what, what? Oh, U.S. News and World Report. That's no, the that's, accepted yeah, okay, like, I know, ranking. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Um, so yeah, I just want to apologize because because we did get some emails about people that go to Northeastern or, and stuff like that, and that's obviously a school I very much cherish, and I didn't realize that I came off as not liking it. Also. I've been feeling a little nostalgic about my college as of late. So if, if anyone uh, that listens to this podcast went to goes or went to University of Rochester, uh, send me a picture if you still are going there of like you at like one of the landmark locations of the school or something. And uh, I want to see it. Oh, also, someone emailed us about Northeastern today. Yeah. Uh, asked me when I went there. I went there from 03 to 07. But they also asked me if I used to go to Chicken Lou's. Oh, yeah. I, I saw, saw that. that email, yeah. And I, in fact, did go to Chicken Lou's all the nice. time. Nice. And may I recommend the sandwich called the cholesterol? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why your stomach hurts. <laughs> if we're closing out the segment on college love. Uh, Joplin, Missouri was hit by a tornado, and I'm sure you've all heard about it by this point. Mm. Feel free to donate. Uh, I've tweeted a bunch about uh, links you can go to to help. And on top of that, there is a comic book drive going on for them right now. Uh, all ages comics to send there to, I think it's Hurley's shop that uh, they'll pass out to the kids. There. Is it Joplin, Missouri? Is that where it was? Yeah. I thought it was, for some reason, I thought it was Mississippi. I was totally... Oh, I see. All the M states run together to you, huh? No, no. I, I, Good I, education. You got 30 <laughs> spots above Mizzou there. 69. It's a joke. They wanted the 69 ranking. They all giggled when they got it. I'm only kidding. I wasn't trying to insult yeah, you. Yeah, sure you weren't. I was trying to be... It's funny how we ended this friendship on the one podcast. <laughs> Jeez. All yeah. right. Well, whatever. Then. Whatever. Deal with it. Um, Giordi wrote in. He says, last podcast, thanks for filling the gap, Ryan. Scott Bromley, Scott Bromley proclaimed that trophies are dumb. What would you guys say to convince Bromley otherwise? Die. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, die, yeah <laughs> Trophies aren't everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, I don't really care what it is. Bromley won the competition that when he cared about it for that one month. So good for him. He only won because we ran out of games to play. Yeah. You know that. He won't no. admit it, but we know, we know What's that. What's his argument that... Achievements were better, or just that all incentives like that I were dumb? I, haven't, I, don't um, I don't remember because I there was, was a lot of shit happening on that podcast. Yes. <laughs> I think I've talk, Bromley's talked about it before. I think he's just in general. They're okay. all dumb. So, and that's fine. You can have your own opinion. I can accept that, but you know, like claiming supremacy to one or the other, I think. That's, kinda, uh, that's yeah. when it gets yeah. Yeah. Uh And while we're on the subject, too, uh, I banned a lot of people on my Twitter. Uh, this last week really? because many people popped up to say oh man just wanted to say Greg Miller they did a way better podcast than you guys do no for, uh, nope IGN podcast is a competition I want every IGN podcast to be great so if you're going to be dumb and try to turn it into a competition I'm going to ban you so there you go ban hammer you mean, what the people that were because a lot of people tweeted at us yeah Saying that, that yeah, that the the, the the pop beyond was better that without us and it was yeah, with exactly and it's like well no thank you just mean. see you later <laughs> first of all podcast beyond is our podcast the three of us <laughs> And it can't possibly be better when we're not here. Well, I don't know about that. Obviously. I do. Yeah, I know I'm all about it. We're going to go down that road. <laughs> right, buddy? Let, let's get uh, those rest of those quick-fire questions in from Ben Rotterian. Colin, yeah. now that Resistance Fall of Man and Resistance 2 are getting bundled together with some extra content, do you think there's any chance of getting some trophy support? We already talked about this. Yeah, we already talked about that. No, sorry, Ben. No, I one. think there is a chance. Yeah, I just don't I don't think it's a good chance. Uh, Greg, if Lair added move support, would it be a better game? Winky face. Probably not. They took out the motion controls. The game still wasn't great. Ryan. Yes. What PSP game coming to the PS3 are you most excited for, and what other games would you like to see? Wait, I thought there was only one confirmed PSP game coming to PS3. Are we talking about the remastered collection? Yep. Uh, so I guess you're excited for Peace Walker. I'm excited what for Peace Walker. What games would you like to see coming? Dissidia. Yeah. And uh, maybe Valkyria Chronicles 2? Oh, Valkyria Chronicles 2. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. And great. wait for it. 
Yeah, it's, I guess that's fine. Okay. That's it. Uh, Dustin Grenier writes in. says Beyond. 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 Keeping it short. I love you guys. Should I get L.A. Noir? Yes. I thought it was a worthwhile investment. I haven't played it yet. Oh, yeah, you should. I, I enjoyed it. I think, I I'm, I'm, I'm not like very far in the game, but I think it's really cool so far. Yeah. It's Colin, an experience. Yes. As a consumer, should I choose the 360 version over the PS3 due to the debacle, you know, the overheating, and uh, or am I ridiculous to think that would affect it? No, I think you should buy the PS3 version if you're a PS if you prefer to play it on the PS3. Doesn't the PS3 version run better? Wasn't it? Well, yeah, it's, it's on one disc, disc, but there's there's yeah. overheating issues, oh, okay. and things locking up, and killing PS3. I didn't have I didn't have any problems. Wait, with Wait for yeah. what? Did L- they for Alien Noir? Yeah. Didn't they say it was uncorrelated? Like it was just like a a random. Thing. I like, was gone all last week, and before that, I left or whatever. I saw that Rockstar and Sony issued a joint statement saying they're looking into it, and yada yada yada. I've yeah. never heard the final verdict on it. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Yeah. Weird. What are you gonna do? All right, Colin. Mm-hmm. Jose writes in says, if you could restore the PSN store by sleeping with one of these Sony execs, mm. who would you choose and why? Okay. A. Sir Howard Stringer. You, you can wait. You're gonna get your turn. <laughs> B. Jack Trent. Mm-hmm. C. Catherine. Mm-hmm. D. Kevin Butler. Jack Trenton. Why? He's sexy. <laughs> he's Jack sh- Trenton still looks like Ben from Lost, and he creeps me out. I can't. <laughs> he's short. Him. He's a lot shorter than I thought he was. Yes. He, I was in an elevator with him. He was in a in a bathing suit, <laughs> and uh, and and barefoot, and he was <laughs> like, "Stop! Why? Where is this happening? What is going on?" Uh, okay, it was E3 I think, like last year. And we <laughs> we were at the the W Hotel. Yeah. Uh, on our, I was on my way to the IGN party, which was there. Okay. Um, at the pool. At the pool. Did on, he come like, out? Which is like it was like seven. I think it was on like the seventh floor or something like that. So it was like you know obviously I had to take an elevator, and Jack Trenton was in the elevator with like some you know un, you know I didn't re- see what the shirt said, but he was in like a bathing suit uh-huh. and barefoot. And he was at least like a foot shorter than I was. Did his shirt say like the PSN will never die? <laughs> <laughs> Some of that effect. But uh, so yeah, long story short, Kaz. Kaz is. You're going uh, with Kaz. Yeah. Why? Because he's he's suave. That dude is. He dresses. He, he dresses. Show you a bunch of stuff in his, <laughs> yeah. in his pose. Yeah. Clements, the PSN store. <laughs> he's gonna say Sir Howard Stringer on you <laughs> having sex with one of these men. Oh, it's having sex. I thought I just had to sleep with them, like in the okay, bed. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't. Re- I didn't realize that. You know. That, that this what, is how Greg? you're reading into the question. Yeah, well, that's well, of course I'm gonna take Fine. the. Fine. Who wh- would you sleep with? Uh, so just physically be in bed at the same time. Yes, he right. might make some moves. Uh, none of those people. Oh, you don't care about the PSN store. No, I don't. Take one for the team. I do actually, but I I wouldn't want to. Uh, I, I'm not attracted to any of those guys. You wouldn't cuddle with any of but them. But if it was Colin, maybe. You're all silly. Kevin Butler's the real pick. He'd make you laugh. Yeah. Keep you entertained. Kevin he, he might tickle exist. me a little bit. But what? Kevin Butler is just a uh, is, he, the guy's an actor. I mean, that's well, not I'm not that. really sleeping with any men, so it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm allowed to live <laughs> what do you mean? I thought, we're to, I thought this is the if way we were supposed to. I'm saying it's a hypothetical question. <laughs> <laughs> hypothetical people are allowed to exist in this. Uh, no, no, you got to you got to also sleep with the eight man staff that created him, Kevin mm. Butler. What if there's a so woman? So the actor and that. Well, maybe. Yeah, that makes things interesting. Uh, Jaden writes in and says, I just pre-ordered Infamous 2, and I was wondering what karmatic stance you guys think you'll take on your first playthrough. What, you, what would yours be? Good. Moriarty? Good. Wait, what was it? Are you going to be good or bad in Infamous 2 on your first playthrough? Uh, I went good last time. I think I would continue that trek. Okay. Yeah. I always do good yeah, we all in do any good. game. We would all do good. Yeah. We like seeing good Cole. We like seeing blue powers. Um, in a similar Infamous 2-related story, I almost got there in time. God yeah, you're it. fine. I'll, I'll fill in time. Let's do some infamous, infamous. Jay Rogers wrote in. He says, Sony unveils the infamous two-hero edition. Thoughts? Want? 
That's the one with the backpack, right? Yeah, it's got the backpack, the yeah. cold statue, uh, the soundtrack, there, are, the game. Are there, are there? I forgot. I, I wrote up the story for you too. Yes. The pre-order that comes with the hero edition. It right? comes with a super voucher that gives you Sly's cane and a baseball bat and a couple yeah, other I things. I want those. I want the samurai sword. Did you get a heroes edition? No. Did you pre-order the game? No. Well, the trouble. Shit. <laughs> I just can't afford that game right now. But okay. Maybe maybe in a couple months when uh, when all those codes have been used up. There you go. Sadly. What? You gonna buy Hero Edition? Would you want Hero Edition? No, I'm fine with this. Really, you're crazy. I pre-ordered mine. I can't wait. I, uh, I, saw, I think Ray from the PlayStation blog tweeted a photo of it, like an actual like. Yeah, yeah. yeah the PlayStation and, and blog it, and it did pretty a, slick. Yeah. An unboxing, not video, just some yeah. screenshots. And I was surprised to see the backpack actually looked like a good sized backpack. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was gonna be really, really tiny, but yeah. on, it was on a dude. It looked normal. <laughs> yeah. I don't need. I don't need any more. <laughs> so bags. when you're done throwing around your foosball, <laughs> you put it in your backpack. Put the foosball yeah. back in the backpack, kids. Let's go. All right, step that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chris comes in. He's from Chilliwack, British Columbia. So the other day I was standing in my kitchen wearing nothing but boxer shorts and shoes cooking beans on my Sexy. stove. They're still in the can because all the dishes are dirty and rotting in the sink. And I, the only reason I'm in shoes is because the floors are still covered in thick layers of beer and dirt from the kegger we had the other night. So I'm wondering, what are your most bachelor moments beyond Man, I could not envision myself being in that situation. Yeah, that I is, would, I would start having an anxiety attack. Yeah, I, if the apartment that was, was that dirty. That in college we lived in a house, the Antler House, and it was like that every, every, all the time. Really? It what qualifies as a bachelor moment? Well, I mean, you know, a, 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 that that right there, just, yeah, like, just a, like a totally living in filth, a totally dude <laughs> moment that you could live with, and that you would never want to introduce a significant other to. That's I, tricky. I've never had that. Moment. And the, my first, my. First night in the Antler House, uh, when I fr- finally moved in, this is my sophomore year of college. Uh, my fr- we had been, you know, drinking obviously, and we you leave the windows open in Missouri. There's no screens on them or whatever. And my friend had been, he had moved in, the, you know, the week before, and he was telling me about how this bat came in one, the other day. He came home from the bars, and he was sleeping on the couch because his room was occupied by our former roommate. And uh, he woke up, and there was this bat flying around the room. So he got up real quick, turned off the light, and then ran back and jumped under the covers and pulled it over his head. And I was like, that's crazy. Just leave it. Yeah. A- <laughs> and so that night, I got up in the middle of the night after drinking myself into a stupor, and uh, like at three in the morning, I opened the door to our bathroom, and uh, there was sure enough a bat flying around. But like, so I shut the door to the bathroom real quick, and then just went and peed in the sink, and then went to bed. <laughs> the, kitchen, the kitchen sink, and then I just went to bed. Dude, really? Yeah, that dude. Everything I did in the antler house would make you. I, I have videos of when you. Uh, from when I, we moved out and like nothing was in the house, we were getting ready to leave. When I, you turn the water on in the sink in the bathroom, and we're on, you know it's second floor above a basement, and you turn on the water and it would drain out of the sink and then just onto the floor. Like the pipe was broken and it would just pour onto the basement <laughs> no. floor. So there's a video of me turning it on and running down the stairs to film it coming down. Oh my god, I would kill myself. I'll show you pictures. Um, I've never had that moment. All right, Colin, you got one for me. I've had a lot of those kinds of moments, I guess, too. I don't know. You want to, to share me, to with me, class, or you just want to keep them all locked inside the Colmority vault? To me, the uh, – I don't know. The, what came to my mind for some reason was uh, uh, not, nothing specific, but, like, just doing things like taking a shit with the door open, for instance. No, that's just being home alone. No, that's just – I don't do that when I'm home alone anymore, but, yeah, like, yeah. when I live by myself, that was uh, those are the kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but my girlfriend's embarrassed of me, I think, so. I understand. I'm embarrassed of you, too. But yeah, kidding. but who who uh you know getting th- that doesn't sound too crazy about having like you know that f- you need a few days to clean up after a kegger. I mean that was pretty. Yeah, our floors were always sticky from the beer. Yeah, like, that was the thing. That was always bad stuff. Scott, Lowe, you got anything? Uh, pretty much all similar. Like you know, just beer everywhere and yeah. 
No? I couldn't do it. Yeah. You would have died, I think. I would have. Yeah. I would have. Any other things. That's yeah. why the University of Rochester was good to you. <laughs> um, We're rounding out this week's show, everybody. I'm sorry to say. Bad news. Man, um, has to come to an end sometime. We got three questions. Not two. I don't like that one. <laughs> uh, this is from Gear Serge Masiro. I listened to an episode of Beyond a while back where Jeff Rubenstein was on. He said that they were thinking of starting their own PlayStation blog official podcast. Where the hell is it? I'm just craving for a podcast featuring the PlayStation blog team. Bye. Uh, I reached out to the one and only Zombie Blognack about said official podcast, and he says it's still going to happen one day. They are just extremely busy. So yeah, with E3 coming up, yeah, I don't. Doubt I, think, it. I think you can just plan on them coming back to our show more often. Uh, well, you know, we'll just carry it. We'll be the official. We're the official PlayStation Blog podcast. <laughs> We've announced it here. Too bad. And uh, here comes one. This is from Bob said longtime fan of IGN podcast. Quite the history behind this man. Nice. Uh, if you remember a while back, I said, you know, uh, Rita wrote in and said, "Who do you think should play you in the podcast Beyond Movie?" We gave it a few suggestions and opened it up for them to send in. Bari said, send in uh, a nice little flow chart here of who he would have play us. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, yeah, I did, I did actually yeah, yeah. see this one. Uh, Greg, in, episode, in the episode two weeks ago, Greg suggested that Jonah Hill would be a good fit for him. I could not disagree more. Hill has a very negative energy, and it feels like he spends every moment on screen complaining. I've never perceived Greg Miller in that way, ever. He reminds me a lot more of Jack Black. After all, Greg is constantly making fart jokes. I don't think that's true. But we'll let that one roll off. You guys do look identical. You think so? Yeah. Can I let my hair grow out crazy like that? No, the, the photo he has there, we were I'm, making some crazy joking, faces. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Ryan Clements. Yes. Clements was the hardest one to cast as he is – I'm sorry. As he has a rather idiosyncratic, happy-go-lucky energy. <laughs> That's true. There simply aren't a lot of actors that come close to that energy and fewer that also look like Ryan. Topher Grace might not be pitch-perfect match for Clements, but he has somewhat similar energy – in that 70s show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Colin. Colin Moriarty has a more serious energy that keeps Beyond grounded and drives it into some interesting debates. But he still has a funny side. And I believe that Sam Rockwell would be perfect for casting. Yeah, that's funny. I never thought about that. Beyond. Bob yeah. Reestead. Beyond. Beyond. That's another one of the books. What do you think that's got, Lo? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you don't uh, ball up paper and throw it at people on Tech Fetish, do you? I don't. Every Friday sure. here on IGN.com. I just squirt on them with lube. Jesus Christ. <laughs> a lot has changed since I was on the show. Um, it's, a, it's a very lubricated podcast. Yeah, okay. clearly. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, Greg, yeah. in 10 episodes, yeah. it'll be episode 200. We still want to do a live episode 200. I need to get moving on that, but as you can imagine, E3 has been time for we'll Video or audio? Huh? Video or audio? We'll do both. Well, I mean, like live, I want to do it in front of a live studio audience and, yeah. and with like a tape bunch it of both people. ways. Yeah. 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 Uh, so looking forward to details on that soon enough on how you could be out in San Francisco to hang out with us and do a live show. Be out. Be, be out. out. Be out. Be out. Uh, remember to follow IGN on Twitter at IGN. Follow me on Twitter at GameOverGreggy. Follow Colin on Twitter at NoTaxation. Follow Clements on Twitter at Pwomsider. Follow the soon-to-be no longer with IGN. I imagine Scott Lowe on Twitter at <laughs> Yo Scott Lowe because he changed it. It it's just easier to say. You, what was it before? S L O W E I G N. Yeah, slow slow the slow is pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right, I'll give you that. Yo Scott. Yo Scott. Your your doesn't have like I G N in it. Like it's yeah, but I didn't change it. I didn't start off as whatever at I G N and then change it to Zongle Yo Bongle. Greg Miller. Well, I need well, well there's actually a, a like a at Scott Lowe, but it's this guy who doesn't use Twitter and he's like from the U K and he's stupid. That's like Mrs. Lime. Uh, yes. Everyone start tweeting <laughs> at Scott Lowe. Yeah. The, uh, the name Scott Lowe and yeah. tweet at 
Mrs. Lime, no periods. Because we need to get Mr. Slime for Charles, and we need to get Scott Lowe for Scott. Yeah, yeah. Everybody demand that oh, this guy Mr. give me his Twitter handle. Miss, Mrs. Slime doesn't, uh, or Mrs. Lime doesn't uh, tweet either. And so yeah. we did have a while there during the, the Christmas special. Yeah. We had like three tweets. I offered tweets to send this guy free shit. Yeah? Yeah, and he, he wasn't having it. He's like, what kind of free shit? And I said, whatever you want. What did he say? And then he never responded. No way, bro. Yeah. I don't like that one bit. Whatever you Get want. Get IG and UK yeah. on it. Uh, special thanks to Eric Ladin again, the voice of uh, – or Layden, sorry. Uh, the voice of Cole McGrath and Infamous 2 for uh, being part of the show. Ryan Clements. Yes. Play me out. Sounds good. We have a song from Jamie who sent us in something from the western suburbs of Chicago. Hey! Jamie writes, it would be awesome if you would play the song by my band Danger Boy on the show. If you do, I will go to Portillo's tonight and make a toast to Greg Miller with those red and white striped styrofoam cups. Yeah, that's Portillo's. I had to, I had to play this because yeah, you know no, he, you I wanted him it, to Jamie. do the toast. So Jamie, thank you very much for the song. The song is called Salsa Verde. The, so, uh, the band is Danger Boy. This is from Jamie. And if you want to send us some of your musacs to play on the end of Podcast Beyond, send it to beyond at IGN.com. And that's pretty much the end of what I had to say. Beyond! 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 Beyond. Sans suspense.